All right, fam, welcome to the Sunny Side View, the podcast that brings you uplifting stories, inspiring conversations, and a fresh perspective on life. I am your host, Sunny B, and today we have a very special episode in honor of Men's Month. I'm celebrating men all month long for June. Uh, Just like last month, I celebrated women. And drum roll, please. Joining us here in the studio is a remarkable individual who brings a unique perspective to our discussions. He is an amazing husband, and I know because he's mine, a devoted father, and he is such, 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 such an amazing friend. Uh, please, let's give a warm welcome to our guest for today, Mr. Anthony Brown. Hey guys, hello. You have to sound excited to be on here with me. What? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so Anthony and I, we have, babe, we've been married uh, six six years. We're yep. going into we're going into six years. We got an anniversary coming. Is it six years? Six years. Jesus, my God, today. Hey, this... If you count, count the two years I stalked you. Well, that. Okay. Oh, well, maybe we'll get into that. So let's let's tell let's tell people. I guess um, you know you did. You persisted. You persisted. He was trying to holler, and I wasn't trying to hear it. But he was consistent, and uh, I finally responded to the DM. Yep, I'm an inbox legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're only a legend with me. Indeed. Amen. We thank God for it. Okay, so I want to ask you a couple questions. You know, we ended up getting together. Um, we, yeah, we. I mean, we was like, I think our first date. You remember our first date? Where did yeah. we go? We went hiking. And what happened? On this small mountain. So you invited one of your friends, and I guess because you thought I was gonna be like a murderer or something, but my thing was, I said, I guess I'll date both of you. So. It wasn't that I looked at him like, uh, like he wasn't there. Okay, listen, y'all. Stop the Let's be clear. He, I did not know him. Okay, he kind of, we kind of had friends that were the same, you know, from being in church. And I had just had a baby. You know, I was like coming off of some trauma in a relationship, and so I wasn't trying to hear it. So when I finally did respond to him like two years later, um, I was being saved. So I brought one of our, one of my young adults with me on our first date. Cause we were going, he wanted to go hiking. Y'all, he could have been a murderer. He could have been a mass murderer and pushed me off the mountain. So I brought one of my uh, fellas, shout out to Ian, uh, one of my young adults that was was in our youth ministry. And so he came with us and you rolled with it though. I mean, you was, he was ready. You was talking to him and me, we was just hiking. So yeah, you made it, you made it, that's good. Uh, So anyway, fast forward, we ended up getting together. We were like deeply in love, like immediately. Um, We got pregnant. We didn't know it was the twins, but we got pregnant. um, And then, yeah, it was real pregnant. And we didn't find out until um, right after our wedding, right? Right Right after we got married, uh, we found out maybe like a couple weeks later that we were carrying twins. Maybe like a month later, we were carrying yeah. twins. I knew I was big, and y'all kept being like, "Yeah, not big." I'm like, "No, something's going yeah, on." You were waddle big. Yeah, I was big. Anyway, fast forward, 
today. We are a blended family. Um, we have seven children and we we love having a family. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about it today because it's me as mom. I wanted to start it off with interviewing you. Um, how do you feel like you have been able to navigate like the unique challenges of blending a family with children from different relationships? Like, how do you feel like, do you feel like, and you might not feel like you've perfected it. So this is a, you know, this is a free space for you to be authentic. Hmm. Navigating involves me growing at the same time. If you love somebody enough, you'll find a way. It wasn't easy, but it was definitely pleasurable. Pleasurable in the sense that um, the kids made me happy. Um, I grew up with a big family. I always wanted a big family. Um, boy, did I get a big family. Boy, did you. <laughs> boy, did you. Well, I mean, and I wouldn't say everything is easy, right? I mean, we, we're still working. We still, you know knowing and loving and evolving together I probably think probably one of the biggest lessons that um our marriage has taught me is like how I'm not always right <laughs> you say that again you never said that before I'm just saying because I had to learn you know I think I don't know you tell me how was it for you marrying someone who had 10 years as a single sole provider parent. Like, I feel like that was a huge area that we had to adjust over these years. I just think, I don't think that you were bad or wrong. I just think that you were still in like superhero mode. Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by that? So you were just used to doing everything mm -hmm. and you didn't have so much time to with the uh, the softer things, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you were just, I mean, you still on kind of like a go mode, but it's different now. Like you're, you know, you're a wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were a wife then, but I, you're a wife now. But I think I had to learn that. Like, I just, I remember, like, sometimes I would be thinking like, oh my goodness, we have, you know, this is, I have, the, you know, this, I would be thinking in my mind, I have this bill and then I have this bill and I have rent. And I'd be like, oh shoot, I forgot, like, <laughs> <laughs> I got a teammate. Uh, so I think you were really patient with doing it. I also think that you also didn't try to like crush that though. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. knew that you married an independent woman who had lived on her own for 10 years, who, you know, had not lived in, you know, in her parents' house in almost 15 years or something like that at the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it was I think that's a different dynamic that people don't really think through. I think you can love somebody and still be on the move. I think sometimes people think that individuals should halt everything that they're doing in order for them for themselves to be loved by the other person. Mm -hmm. But if you love that person, you can see what they're doing and add to it and you can also get your own move. You know, sometimes people don't look at the whole picture. Sometimes loving that person means moving your feet too. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think sometimes individuals get lost in what the move is for them. And maybe they're not all the way complete at that point. Mm -hmm. 
do sometimes like as much as I feel like the, the 10 years I spent as a single parent really um in addition to you know my dad like he was like very hard you know gotta go gotta go gotta go and so I've always been like that but I feel like the 10 years kind of lit that fire even more but I feel like I I still have some aspects of that as far as like the independence the go mode you know as far as going to school and you know other things like if I want to do something I'm gonna do it you know Mm -hmm. do you ever feel like it's is that intimidating or is it more so like either you know maybe I want to be like that or is it like oh that's good for her or you know but I'm I got my own thing going I think it's there's a part of it that's inspiring it's only it's it's I don't think there's any problem with that I think it's an awesome thing I I don't think any dude truly wants a female that's like got so much time on her hands or that's so clingy I don't know maybe I should just speak for myself but I think it's uh I think it's amazing and also coming from where I come from uh in the country not to talk about other country people but um you know I well let me correct that I'm southern I'm not country but um but coming from where I'm come from you just you don't see anything around you like almost literally somewhat rural um most everybody goes to um, a warehouse or a factory mm-hmm. and just getting outside of even as we moved outside of town I thought it was amazing that we had the opportunity to move um to Georgia from North Carolina and um it's not an enormous move but just looking at the bigger picture having the opportunity to to have your imagination broaden and seeing outside of your normal it makes you dream bigger and if you see how um like for example my wife how she moves it's it's inspiring it doesn't it, it, it never makes you feel like I've seen before, like you're being left behind, so to speak. But it definitely makes you get like highlight the things that you're good at. Well, n- now it's go time. Now it's time to get on the move. Let's all be successful. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you see it like that. That's good. Um, let me ask you this. You know, as we're kind of talking about relationships, um, you know, we we have a blended family, right? Um, and I think I've definitely seen, you know, over these years, so, you know, some challenges as far as like with our oldest children, um, with them just getting used to there being a father who's active, who's in their home. But one thing I really love about you is that you never, you, you never disregard their biological father. You know, re- you know, regardless of, you know, how active he is or has not been, uh, you always, you know, I always look at every Father's Day, you know, you could really be like, hey, let, you know, we going out, it's about me, me, me. And you always remind them, you know, to get something for their father, to call their father. Um, and you're always the one to kind of pull that. Can you say why that's important? I guess the first thing is because I, I know what it's like to to be a father from from a distance from a mm-hmm. previous relationship. First thing, and most importantly for me is I um, it's more important for not him that I do it for, but that I teach my children Trinity and Judah um, as their bonus that I don't want any emotional repercussions from or anything that they could have possibly had. 
um, from not having him in home anymore. So just teaching, if I teach them that they should say hi or anything like that, even if he doesn't, that's just another thing that makes me feel good that I know that if I teach them that, then they won't have any hard feelings when they could be focused on something else. Mm-hmm. And you do, like sometimes there's pushback from them and you're always the one to be very vocal about ensuring that that relationship is that the door is open um but i don't really i don't really see that a lot i think i see um sometimes or maybe people just don't know how important it could be Mm -hmm. um and so i just always see you being really proactive uh about that and you know it's never do you ever feel like like do you ever feel threatened like in your relationship that if you you know open that door or push you know for a relationship with them and their biological father that there won't be one with you no first of all I think I had to reassure myself that was a small thought at first but when you're confident in how good you are and I I know I have many talents but I know I'm a gifted dad Mm -hmm. and um that's so good so I just think that first of all having confidence in if you have that sort of confidence you won't have any sort of worries about um your children or your wife or anything along that lines it's just a a, just another level of adulting to me Mm -hmm. so um you kind of walked into it so as we talk about you know our middle children um one thing I always see and I feel like you continue to teach um Trinity Love and Judah about is how to be an active dad who doesn't live with their children all the time um and I know that specifically the older two have had conversations with us about just how odd they have been about how much time energy money that you take to ensure that you spend time um, with our middle children. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I truly believe if you love a thing, in this case, the children, the middle children as well, if you truly love something enough, then you'll do anything it takes to make it happen, regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of how you feel, how tired you are, if you truly love, sometimes we have to search ourselves. How much do we truly love a thing? Even when it comes down to our passions, if we truly love a thing, then we'll go after it wholeheartedly. Whether it's my wife, my bonus children, or my biological children that live 223 miles away, four hours, you'll just go after it. No matter the communication barriers between their mother and I, no no matter what, you'll just be persistent. And sometimes we have to be unselfish. And um, I just want them, when I'm long gone, to be able to have memories about our relationship mm-hmm. and how hard I tried. One thing I love that you do is that you, I mean, I, I think it's very rare that a day goes by that you don't call them yeah. and talk to them. Um, and sometimes, you know, as kids get older, they start getting busy. You know what I'm saying? They oh, got their teen, own being, schedule. Teen, being teenage emotions. <laughs> and... So they start being like, I'm not answering that phone. Yeah. You know, that's a, and that's part of growing up, right? Uh, but I love how you always go out of your way to ensure um, that you are going to be there however you can. Um, and so, you know, I, and, it, and it just, you know, it grows. And so I always see 
you know how you do it and just kind of marvel at that how do you feel like um you balance your responsibilities as a father to all of our children like how do you feel like what do you feel like one of the best things that you do well one thing that i feel i pray that i hope that i do is one thing i do for one i do for the other whether it's time finances yes (laughs) gifts whatever one gets the other one is going to get whether they're biological or, or what, you don't want to ever show a child that they're a favorite because that develops an imbalance even more so emotionally. Everybody got issues, but if anybody of my children may have issue, it will, to my to the best of my ability, be not an issue that I would give them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my hope. Um, but I just try to go go for excellence with each and every one of them. That way, if I fall, I don't fall far from it. Mm-hmm. So how has being a father influenced other areas of your life? Like maybe your career or hobbies or whatever. How has being a father influenced it? Like I said, I feel as though I'm a gifted father. I don't know what that means to everybody else, but I know what it means to me. So if I apply, if I look at like what I'm good at, I'll try to apply what I know I'm good at and apply it to that. Like if I'm putting time and effort into that, why not put time and effort into continuing education? putting time and effort into uh, perfecting my hair um, hair barber styles or guitar. So if you go, that's my motto. If you go 100%, if you fall, you won't far, fall far from greatness. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so that's us talking about our oldest four. Now let's get down to the youngest three. Let's get down to the littles, as we like to call them. Yeah. So first, let's let's start with baby titans the twins <laughs> oh god let's talk about them let's talk about sj and tank let's talk about the twins that cincinnati what 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 are we doing what are we doing the best oh. we can they be wilding excuse my ebonics Maybe wilding. <laughs> somebody asked me, um, somebody, somebody said, how you, you know, how do you, how does it feel to be a Marvel twist? And I said, I am defeated every day. Yeah. <laughs> they, they win every day. Mm-hmm. The twins, danger and destruction. Sunday and Anthony. Oh God, we love them. We love them. They're gonna be something because they got all the energy, all the ideas, all the independence. Ooh, okay. Ooh. All the persistence. All I, the persistence. I, I had to suspend them from homeschool. They <laughs> expelled. Y'all gotta go. <laughs> How you get suspended from homeschool? That's bad. Oh my goodness. Okay, we love them though. They, I mean, they really are yeah. like they just have greatness all over them, and so mm-hmm. I'm always <laughs> excited. And and it's so funny because I feel like Tank definitely acts like you, and he kind of. He oh, has sure. like your, sure. he favors you. And I feel like Sunday does like with me. And every time I, every time we introduce them or we tell people about them, they're like, oh, they're named after y'all. No, yeah, that's absolutely. Sunday is persistent and, and highly right. intelligent. And she's an, uh, like the first to do it. Mm-hmm. Like everything that could have happened, she did it before Anthony. Anthony was definitely smart and intelligent, but I feel as though he did everything as maybe another child may, mm-hmm. you know, but Anth- where Anthony's gifts are, is just like, I feel as though I might be 
like how loving a person can be and how passionate and we take things to heart like y'all y'all might not see me cry or complain a lot but trust and believe if somebody does anything or if i see a, a, a difference i'm crying on the inside whereas mm-hmm. anthony he cries on the outside yeah yeah and he loves hard remember he was crying for he uncle terry hard. that one he day wasn't he so hard I mean, he's about to fight all of us and, and shout I, out to miss marvella our parents, <laughs> my parents live far away and but he's always asking to call them we might see him a few times in a year but there's it's almost as though we live right there mm-hmm. and he called we be his best friend best friend he's like that's my best friend that's so cute to have your grandma be your best friend i love it okay that's our that's our youngest two that's the twins all right that's, puerto rican genius that's, now let's get into mercy mercy rain let me get now people may not know it's official like yes. people probably don't know that it's official. I kind of was gonna do like a little video or something like at Father's Day or something, right? There like I thought that would be dope. Maybe we we could still do that. Yeah. But I mean, this is like hot off the presses. Like mm-hmm. it's official. You want to tell the people? Yeah. So how long has it been? Like a month now. It's very recent. We drove up to Charlotte. We went and got baby girl's birth certificate, and I put my stamp of approval on there. Put that brown on there, you know. No, it's something that makes me, there's something that makes me truly proud. Yeah. I met Mercy when she was 11 months old, you know, and um, it's been, we've been A1 since day one, like yeah. literally. I came in and she, I don't, maybe she didn't, maybe she knew, maybe she didn't know, but she just instantly became my friend. I remember the first time y'all met, she was stealing all your fries from Chick-fil-A. Oh my gosh, she's she And she peed on your leg. Yeah, that's what happened. So... Her nickname is Leaky. Sometimes I play around with the name uh, thir- uh, Thirsty Leaky or any any other thing that she does. But Leaky came from, and her mom used to use cloth diapers. First of all, they're better for the environment. That may be true, but they're annoying. They're annoying. But that's where I got her um, little nickname from. So I call her Leaky, Mercy Leaky, mm-hmm. Vibey Leaky, because she's a vibe. But Mercy among all my children is probably the most forgiving child. Mm-hmm. She is definitely her name. Mm-hmm. She's so like humble and sweet. Like you could do anything and she'll forgive you, but she's so bossy. Yeah. Just like the other part of her name, she will tell you what to do. You just have to Period. snap your neck at her. And That's she'll, she'll, you gotta be careful what you name these kids. Yeah. You got to be careful. Cause she is, I mean, she's brilliant. Um, But I think, you know, I mean, Mercy is seven now. And so one thing I I love about you is that you never, again, just like you did with the oldest kids, um, you never kept Mercy from, you know, her biological, paternal, like grandparents and, you know, that family. Like you never kept her for you all. I mean, you the one be like, did you call her? Did you go, you know, checking in on her? You know, they love you, you know, so much. Um, and just watching you, you know, love her, you know, as a dad. And so um, that's one thing I always notice is that you go out of your, you make sure that we don't forget, you know, like you like, nope, let's make sure that we're inviting them and, you know, always doing so. And I don't think like when we talk about adoption and things like that, um, everybody doesn't have that autonomy, you know what I'm saying? Um, and everybody can't, cause sometimes it's dangerous. Sometimes, you know, there are other things that are, kind of um that brought those thoughts up but um how do you you know what really inspired you to 
be like, no, I'm gonna make it official. This, I, this my baby. This, this, this need to be official. Uh, my thought, honestly, my thought patterns come from like my dad. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mother would say, nah, don't feed them. They're gonna keep coming around, or you know, just from a protect, maybe protective standpoint, not any meanness. My mom is very super sweet. She's just a, a super like vigilant. And not to say my father isn't, but his heart reaches so far. And I've always watched him cut people's grass for free or feed people like, hey, you know, I don't have no money for you right now. But if you come over, I'm grilling, you know, and I just wanted to I just wanted to look at life the same way. So any anything that that I meet, I try to love as, as best as I can. Mm-hmm. I love that. OK, so a couple more questions for you. Let me ask you um what is what have been some of the most rewarding moments of fatherhood for you and i'm going to ask you the same question as a husband rewarding yeah just uh being able to see the fruits of my labor Mm. how the children respect me and love me it's uh it's a pretty big deal i grew i just I, i just grew with a big family i wanted a big family and i wanted i i want everybody to be happy I want to see everybody smile, and I, I very much so dislike when any one of my children are upset or indifferent about whatever it could be. So, if you see me getting on your nerves, is because maybe I'm asking, I might ask too many questions, but I just gotta get to the bottom of it and try to fix it. I know you you can't fix everything, mm-hmm. but um, I just don't want my children to be unhappy. My my mom probed our our minds and our attitudes, try to figure out what was wrong with us, and I guess that's just I'm just a reflection of. You know, I don't want my kids to ever be in a state or at least stay in a state of discomfort or mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I think I told somebody this and I was like, I wonder if people really know that you actually are like the chief intercessor at this house. Like uh, you will get us. Let me tell you all something. Anthony Brown will get up at one o'clock in the morning and be like, Holy Spirit told me to get up and will make everybody, everybody, myself included, <laughs> everybody Get up, hold hands, and pray out loud. Everybody, we going around in a circle. It'd be, I mean, be waking but up everybody, and I'd be like, hey. If you say move, I gotta move. But I don't think, because people, you know, because people see me at the church all the time, just because I'm probably just louder and more outspoken, you know, they, I don't, yeah, but I don't think people really, I'd be like, no, Anthony prays way more than I do. And I love to pray. Church culture says, if you have a title, I guess, but you said something bad holy though. But church culture does say if you got a title, but they, they discount, they do discount the fact of how much, not even much what I can do, but how much I do love the Lord and how much prayer is a part of our house mm-hmm. no for real and I, I don't know maybe that that's attributed to you know more women coming to church possibly and just in general women do take things in life seriously you know i think men do too I don't we think take women. different things women y'all can tell us what women do but this is this is a pro to y'all i can see now <laughs> what i can see what this is, this is a pro to y'all like y'all do be having everything excuse my barnacle terminology but y'all can, y'all see past, or at least you either handle it well, but either way, you got room to say, oh, there is a guy. Mm. Whereas the homies, if like me, 
if we don't see the money in hand, it's, it's we, what we doing to get it. Like we, you know, we don't have time. That's gender specific. Mm-hmm. I think that that is situation then why, specific. Then why is it that um, ladies mature faster than guys? But that's just physiology. Like that's that's your body. I don't think that that's mentally too. Is that is that not true? Is that not true? Well, you know it is. And that's what I'm attributing my statement to. I could be wrong, but we're all about what we see. Whereas, like, women, y'all can be about what y'all see, but when y'all, for example, when y'all look for a dude, y'all like, okay, what are you talking about? Dudes, we see your body for a long time before we focus on what your mind is like. First of all, that's just my example of... saying, first of all, I ain't looking for no dude. But, and I ain't never been. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, man, you but, came to me. You know what I'm saying? You you, you came to me. But that, that's even more so to my parents. That's even more so to my parents. How we focus, y'all. So you're saying y'all, you you feel like you particularly and people like you, men like you, are yeah. focused on what it's you just, see just, easier. Yes. Okay. That, yeah, just, that cleans it up a little bit because yeah. I mean, people aren't a monolith, so it's not everybody's the same. But based on yeah. your gender, but I do agree that sometimes it is. You know, yeah. groups of people are like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna let you out. I'm gonna let you out. Okay, what about what have been some of the most rewarding moments as a husband for you? <laughs> More to your point, <laughs> to my point, excuse me. More to my point. Um, the rewarding part is you don't have to like you chase your wife, but you don't have to chase anymore. Yep. No, no. What I'm saying is. I, what I'm okay. let, me, let me fix it real quick in my Steve Harvey voice. Um, you don't like in the streets. You always chasing. You always, but when you have a, especially like a good wife. I don't know what a, another wife would be like, but um, my God, <laughs> yeah, I know whatever. So I, I have to. I'm ch- always chasing you. First of all, because you know you have to keep things spicy. You gotta, you know, you gotta things moving in a marriage but uh, I'm, I'm always chasing you in that aspect but I don't have to chase to have somebody next to me mm-hmm. like when you when you out there you just out there do you <laughs> feel like you still pers- well I mean I know you do but yeah. you, but for clarity for listeners you still it's, pursue you so- but you're not is it pursuing or is it more no, like pursuing. taking care is it I, and I look at it like a good way you have to like my at least in my form of what I mean is like you're busy if you're busy like with school mm-hmm. you know uh you work and if I see that you know how I am uh if I like it'll be different if I don't know but I just know that like I chase you I hope you know that <laughs> I hope you don't get like I guess I wouldn't use the term because you know if because I feel like Chase feels like I'm running. No. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Versus let's, let's I feel like yeah, I feel like more so you are very attentive and you spend time and you pay attention to small things. You know what I'm saying? Like if I say, and I want some new glasses, two weeks later there's new glasses coming, and you won't, you know, you won't say anything. But and so what I've had to do is try to learn to do that same thing for you. Like, I know, you know, if I'm like, oh, I, one thing I, I started doing was, you know, if I wanted to get myself something, I'll get it for you first. 
And so for me, I wanted to just show you that, you know, I can wait on the black and white pandas. I'm gonna get yours first. You but know I'm even, not even just then, <laughs> like you bought me like, like so many things, but for me, like four top-notch sneakers. Mm-hmm. I haven't paid over $100 for shoes in 20 years. <laughs> Even probably, I probably never did. I probably never did that. I thought it was, so I, yeah. You know, I feel like in the, wait, in hold, the, up. Okay. hold up, like even on Mother's Day, you had you in that in that in those couple of weeks, even on Mother's Day weekend, you had the you had brought home the pandas, and then the, maybe the week before, or it might have been that week, you had, but they were two weeks of each other. You had got me green Jordan ones, and I've all, I've never had Jordan ones in my life. For Christmas, you got me some um some other dumps. The Jamaican ones. <laughs> yeah, so I've always wanted some stuff like that, but I just feel like I got seven kids. Well, I just, I don't know. There's always a thought in the back of my head how I'm going to pay like a hundred or something dollars. And there may be nothing to everybody else if I see that my my kids or some And my, our children do dress very nice and we do do things. But I don't know. I just always rather spend money on the crew than yourself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with you when you're right. I'm with you. Okay. Last, um, la- well, that's uh, that's debatable. Uh, okay, last question. What are your hopes and dreams for our family in the future? Hopes and dreams. Do you have any hopes and dreams? Absolutely. I feel as though I'm doing a, a very decent job of trying to. <laughs> you sound like Mitchell. Mitchell, he don't like to say anything is great. It's like, is it good? You talk about I'm decent. Oh my goodness. I, I feel like I'm doing a very decent job of taking care of my family. But I feel as though I'm approaching 40 September 20th of this year. Um, y'all beat my cash out. Um, get ready. I'm just kidding. But um, I feel as though that, okay, now it's also go time for me. Um, and I feel like if I can bring myself to a different level, that'll be an example for all the children because it's one thing to push them but they sometimes have to see those things too so i i think if they see me achieving um professional goals then they'll approach that way too um especially with the boys um and also but i want to see i want to see that they look back and they don't have any sort of uh, what you call it when you look back and regrets mm-hmm. like oh I should have went to school or I should have did this because sometimes I look back and say well I should have finished mm-hmm. I mean I thank God that You're I'm going to be finished uh, starting finish. yes I am going to finish I thank God for what the track that we're going on now to, so I can get it, um, finish my education because I, I want to be a PhD and not because for financial I want to finish my um, bachelor's to, to have something else to offer but I want to as a me as a brother as a black man I want to add my name to the list to the percentage. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. You know, just for the culture. To the percentage. Like, sometimes people look at factory work and warehousing work. So that's yeah. what I decide. I'm just they look down on it. But I know I'm good at process. So um if I go back into that or be a teacher, you know, I'll do it as a PhD, mm-hmm. you know, or something. 
Um, you definitely could do just, it. Just, you'd be a great, just you'd put be my a name great teacher. A great teacher, for sure. You'd be a great teacher. I got enough kids already. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you. As we wrap up this inspiring episode of the Sunny Side View, featuring the incredible Mr. Anthony Brown Sr., thank you for kicking off Men's Month. I just want to thank you, baby, because you're amazing. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you for coming and chatting with us. I hope today's episode has provided a fresh perspective on, you know, the male perspective and inspired our listeners to challenge stereotypes, embrace empathy, and foster meaningful connections. Of course, you know, it's through open conversations like this that we can really foster understanding. Um, so I'm super excited. Um, next week, we have another exciting episode that's coming up with a special guest. I can't, I might just do a commercial for this special guest. I'm not even going to tell y'all, but just know you do not want to miss next week. Join us as we continue to explore uplifting narratives, share personal journeys, and celebrate the power of positivity. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Sunnyside View on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we look forward to having you join us next week for another extraordinary episode of the Sunnyside View. This is your host, Sunny B, signing off, and of course, my husband. You fine. Uh, Anthony Brown. Sorry, guys. Y'all stay positive, stay curious, and don't forget to embrace the sunny side view. I will see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to my sunny side view.